Welcome to Tech Talks in 20. I'm Michael Logan. And I'm Ginger Conlon. Ginger, what is inevitable? Oh, change, of course. Yeah, yeah, that's a pretty easy question. I think it's one of the most stressful. I've seen people break down more over change and the fear of change in the last uh, decade as we've really evolved in the cloud. I've seen some some real emotion around this. So what? tell me what your thoughts are on on some of that. I'm with you. I mean, there's so much change happening. There's so much terrific technology out there, but yeah. you still have to learn it and you still have to know how to, if you're a software engineer, work on that technology versus the one you're used to. If you're a customer facing employee, maybe you have a new approach that you need to take to how you're using this new technology. So there is so much change needed and People are comfortable, have different comfort levels with change. Well, how do we make it better? Well, we talked to Jody Thompson, business consulting director at Genesis, because she has some expertise around change management that she's going to share with us. So change is easy. Here we go. Let's find out more. So, Jody, welcome. I'm so glad you're here to talk about change management. But first, tell us a little bit about your role at Genesis. Thanks, Ginger. I'm with the, the strategic business consulting team. And one of the things I'm really interested in is understanding change management and educating both Genesis and our clients and prospects on the value and how it's often overlooked when introducing something new to an organization. Well, on that note, maybe you could start off by just telling us a little bit about simply what is change management? Because I think there might be some confusion around what exactly it means. What's, What's your best definition for it? There's many definitions for change management because there isn't just one methodology. But one of the first things I share with people is change management is not the same as project management. Project management is about on time, on budget, and having a finish line, whereas change management focuses on individuals, groups, teams, and an organization and getting them to adopt and embrace something new, something different, and letting go of the status quo. When they do that, what what is um, when you when you do have that kind of buy-in, what's the, what's the success rate? What do, what do you think? Well, studies from different researchers um, have shown that change management, when it's um, early and often and part of the program of introducing something new, show that organizations are six times more likely to have success, meaning that you've embraced and adopted the new change versus having to go back and address resistance to change or individuals that are regressing back to the way that this is the way we always used to do it. Change management, I I get the feeling that it's one of those areas that companies talk a lot about and don't put enough effort into because they're, they're, you know, maybe they're migrating to the cloud and they're excited about it and they just want to get it going, but they haven't paused to perhaps involve the users enough. Um, you know, what's at the root of change management being underutilized or getting buy-in being underutilized? Well, one of the things is that uh, I think it's hard for some organizations because it is about people versus a product. 
And when you're focusing on people, the number one thing they're always going to ask is what's in it for me, known as with them. And with that, they're very comfortable and familiar of this is how I've always done it. I'm very proficient in how I do it this way. And if you haven't, as an organization, expressed the why, this is why we're changing the value and the benefit and given a clear vision of what the future will look like, there's really no reason for people to become invested in doing something new and different. So it's really about as you're bringing along your project plan, you need to ensure that you're bringing along the people, reinforcing what's in it for you, your team, your organization, answering why and articulating what the vision is of this future. So if executive sponsorship being primary, uh, who else do we need buy-in from outside of the executive sponsorship? Well, you need buy-in from everybody, down to the frontline person interacting with the customers, to your um, technical department that maybe has to do things differently. So you need buy-in from everyone by making everyone aware that this change is coming, so making them prepared. The change is going to be implemented again, reinforcing that this is the new way of doing things. And you need change agents. And uh, those agents can be anyone in the organization that really are the champions. They're the ones that are out there communicating, this is the why we are changing and advocating to the benefits of it. And also advocating that we don't expect it to happen overnight, although implementation might be an end state of a finish line, but doing something, a process differently does take time. And that's the value of change management is closing that gap because people need to acclimate to the new way of doing things. Would you say that's how you get users excited about a, about a change? Is it the change agents? Is it their job to kind of run around and keep everyone uh, uh, excited about the change? I think that could be my job, by the way. I could totally be an agent <laughs> of change. <laughs> they're they're very important to it, but really the key point is making sure the executive sponsorship is walking the walk, talking the talk, that they truly are seeing that they're active and visible to everybody about this is the investment we've made. This is why we're changing. And I am committed as the executive sponsorship of this change. And I'm going to be with you um, along for the ride. It sounds like everyone responds to change differently. So as a manager, how do you kind of plan for that? So too often it's about let's just over communicate and get everyone to tra to training and this is how we do it. But you need to take a step back and start to understand what are the possible areas of resistance to change. And I actually believe we should embrace resistance because there's several things to consider. First of all, there's something of value to individuals and maybe they felt as though the new process, the new software doesn't address something that's important to them. Maybe they have not really had the desire yet to change. They've said, yes, of course, they'll change, but they haven't truly embraced the desire to change. And that's where the change advocates come into play. And when you start looking at why are people resisting, it might be that, for example, change is moving too fast. Maybe it needs to be slowed down a bit. 
There might be something that is overlooked in training versus is it just how you do it? Um, within when you start looking at what is what is the factors of the resistance to change, it really opens up your eye as to what have we overlooked in making this new investment and what is the good we want to carry over and what are the successes that we've had that we don't want to lose and we want to make sure are accounted for. So it's a good looking at resistance should be looked at as a check and balance to make sure that we're moving forward and that we are building upon our success and we're not losing something that's important to us or to our customers. I, I think that embrace resistance, I'm going to make a t-shirt for that one because that's, <laughs> that feels like a good idea. I feel like that's the, that's a, that's a positive message in any situation, especially when you're going through something stressful, like change. I can see that that's because uh, it is stressful for some, uh, and I think that that embracing that is clearly important. What are some of the overlooked benefits of getting user buy, or or what are some of the symptoms of change that you'd have to you have to be mindful of when this is going on? Well, if again we were talking about resistance, so if you're not addressing why there may be potential resistance to the change. Uh, there are some outcomes that happen that might not always be expected, such as you may find that the project has some unexpected delays because there is getting resistance. Um, there may be an increase of indifference. You may see people with a certain amount of uncertainty. When individuals are in any, any aspect of their job, if they're unsure as to why we're changing and what's in it for me, there's going to be repetitive questions. Keep asking the same question over and over again. You may, um, you know, see an increase in reluctance to actively participate in the change and embrace it, as well as potentially could have a drop in employee satisfaction and a decline in the workplace. Um, you have to always consider the culture that you're in. And um, are you dealing with change fatigue? Has there been too much change fatigue already that's happening? So when you start looking at why we should implement change management, it's to um, mitigate some of these negative responses if you have not brought change management along with the project management at the same time. Otherwise, it just happens overnight and people are caught off guard. Going back to what you said earlier, the understanding and communicating the why the the vision the overall arching vision and then the individual what's in it for me is so important yes it is it, you always come back to that because all it takes is one person that is maybe the saboteur um and often if you speak with that individual you start to find out that there is something important to them and they felt as though it has not been acknowledged, it has not been addressed, and it may be something that's overlooked in the overall process. So again, I go back to, you know, the t-shirt, uh, embrace <laughs> resistors, because those people are extremely passionate about what's going on. And that's all about change management is, again, back to the individual, the team, the group, and the organization, as well as the customer. Because if you're changing things, you're going to change it for your customer as well. So it's important to always keep pace with the change that's being introduced, making sure there's ample time for people to adopt the change. So that might be three days, three weeks, three months, or even longer. 
but it doesn't happen overnight. And if you have new KPIs or or new metrics, you have to give people time to adjust to that, as well as make sure you understand what if any of our metrics no longer are applicable, because maybe we have all this new proficiency we didn't have before. And so things are always changing. So you need change management because things are always changing. It's always, like you said, there's no finish line though. So it makes sense now. I mean, you start to think about that. If things are always changing, you're always adopting this in some ways, maybe not in every instance, but let me ask, uh, so what's the, what are some effective ways of making, of getting there, right? Getting to the, getting the buy-in and the adoption of that, because we know there's not a finish line. So we can't say what's the effective way of completing this task because um, well, change is inevitable. Yep. Well, I'm a big fan of having a dedicated a change management team. I think it's a wonderful skill set for any organization to have. I do want to advocate that there is no one single methodology to follow. Uh, there are different methodologies out there. Each organization needs to decide which methodology or come up with their own approach to it. And then you start having those practitioners. Their job is to advocate for the individual organization, group, and customer while working in conjunction with the project plan and making sure that as you introduce something new, that it is being embraced. And it's always that classic, you might interview the management staff of how ready is your team? And they're like, we're, you know, ready to go. But when you get to the individual's, they may have a different perspective. So you always want to keep all the different roles and activities in line with each other as to the change. And I think that change management practitioner and change management team gets to be an independent group that's not targeted towards on time, on budget, and a finish line. They're always bringing up, oh, here's where we may have some resistance and here's what's been overlooked. So I think you need it all to work in tandem with each other um, to make sure that everybody understands. And it reinforces back to what you said, Ginger, what's in it for me, what is the why, and what is the vision? I I love that. Having that that team that's focused on change management, because like you said, that they're not getting caught up in the project right. management side. So there's not a confusion between those two areas. One story I, I just want to throw in really quickly. Um, we spoke with Richard Tucker of Ovo Energy on an earlier episode of Tech Talks in 20. And he actually talked about getting his team of software engineers excited about moving to cloud. And one of the things that he did was in showing the what's in it for me, he talked about how all of the new kinds of development that that his team would be able to do and that they would be able to really see how the work they were doing was directly impacting would, would directly impact the employee experience and the company's customer experience. And that insight really went a long way to help his team get excited for the change versus being concerned that they were going to start working on something that they didn't enjoy and it worked out really well for them. Uh, you know, spoiler alert, great success with the change management in his organization. Yeah. And that doesn't surprise me because it it is just bringing that to the table again versus on time, on budget. This is the way we're doing it. Uh, it is bringing them along, bringing them to the table 
to start having different conversations. So now it's not that the technology dictates how the process or the experience will be. It's then the technology team working alongside with the business or the customer experience team saying, tell us your vision versus what the, instead of just what the product and what the box can do is what is the experience you want to create? The other thing in reference to the technology team, I think it's a wonderful thing to start thinking about. It's a new skill set that they've obtained. They might have the traditional premise-based, um, you know, uh, experience, and now cloud adds to the resume. It just makes them a well-rounded, diversified um, skill set. And the same for the business user. They're used to possibly, we have a process very defined. Maybe we still have a mainframe that we have to push through. But now you're going to have new opportunities, new insight, new data brought up. And again, it's bringing that what's in it for you always to the table. You know, here I thought change agents were running around giving away candy bars for those that were uh, <laughs> accepting the change because I, I thought that's what I'd be doing as a change agent. But it sounds like you're saying the real benefit to changing is these are life-altering, you know, changes that you're making to your, to the individual. Like you're saying that, you know, the opportunity to grow into a new field or grow into a new, um, you know, resume building capability. And I, I think that's that's a lot better than my candy bar idea. I'll tell you that. Uh, <laughs> but with the that, candy though, bar lets you advocate for all the great things that are going to happen. It opens up the door for you. So good point. Yeah. That's that getting, getting to that message. You have to have something right. Um, so what, how are we measuring success though? Where do we, um, uh, where do we, where do success measurements fit into all this? That's a tricky one to answer because unlike a project plan where you're looking at on time, on budget, and it's um, key milestones and due dates, when you're looking at change management, you're really starting to look at how long will it take for adoption of a new process or practice to become fully integrated. And it's really the culture and the organization uh, that you have to look at. Uh, your metrics that you used to always have, are they still, you have to question, are they still relevant? Are they still applicable when we have new technology that gives us new efficiencies, new pro um, and proficiencies, but maybe now we have unexpected time that we didn't have before. It's really about when you're changing, you might've been transactional. You know, I completed X number of pieces of work but now with all these new proficiencies and new enhancing technology, now you're focused on how do I resolve their issue, spend the time I need to spend with them. And it's no longer about transaction, but it's about the experience that you're delivering. So I don't have answers as to what are those timeframes. It really is about the culture, but I do not advocate that it would be an overnight change of metrics. So it's really about, again, for the leadership to come on board and say, well, what is a good time frame to make this um, transition? It's not about that I've just trained you, but after I've trained you, how long does it take for adoption? And you kind of look at everybody and you look for the leaders and the laggards and what works and what doesn't, and how do we get everybody to embrace the new way of doing things? 
You know, one thing I've seen in that um, kind of relates to that is, it, or one thing I've heard about it, especially when you move from a uh, a premises solution to a cloud solution was, you know, we used to think about, I guess the success would be, we used to think about innovation as being something on a roadmap where we continue to look at what we can do this year, next year. But when we move to that new, when we adopt something new, it's instead of thinking that way, the mindset changed to what's next. Let's just keep going because we can continue to impact. And I think that's a good way to, for me, that's what I heard was that that's how you would reinforce that, hey, we've been successful because the mindset has shifted to let's planning ahead goes away and we're just churning out new features. So that's why I think it's important to have uh, a change management team that you're always going back and reassessing how ready is the organization and are we ready to consume the next innovation and whatever else we decide becomes more automated, but needs more and then those things that need more of a personal thing. So again, when you look at all the change management material and research out there, there's not just one way of doing it. It's focusing on what is best for your organization. And really, again, back to executive buy-in and leadership, and if you set a, a time frame that we expect everybody to be proficient and in proficient, you know, truly proficient, you need to go back and assess it along the way. Is that are we making that pace? Are we approaching that target or do we need to expand it? What did we forget? What did we overlook? Um, again, just training someone on this is now how you do it does not necessarily become second nature to someone, they have to, you know, do it, do it again, do it one more time and get feedback from everything. So it's ongoing. In other words, it should always be viewed as ongoing. Jody, I'm going to borrow a stat from you that you shared when we were <laughs> talking about this show earlier before we came on and started recording. Um, a PwC survey of more than a thousand CEOs found that 76% of those CEOs said their ability to adapt to change is a key competitive advantage. And so I just, you know, on that note, showing the power of change management, I just want to thank you so much for coming on today and sharing your expertise with us because there's a lot of change happening in customer experience technology right now. And, um, I know that this is information is going to be so helpful to all of our listeners. Well, thank you, Ginger. And again, start early, keep going, uh, and don't be last and don't be late with change management because then you're just going to play catch up. So good luck to everybody. Well, I said at the beginning, change is easy, but it's not easy. It's not either. It's a lot. It's work and you got to stay at it. And that's one thing I picked up from her. And among many things, which I think we're both getting the t-shirt, right? Definitely the embrace resistance t-shirt. Yeah, I like that. People are going to ask us, well, what show is that from? It's from Tech Talks in 20, of course. Um, yeah. So th- one of the other things I picked up, like wh- when I say it's not easy, what what's important, some of the things that I found were having the change agents. You know, people that are dedicated to it and vocal and and available to to make that change possible. Then also having practitioners and 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 a team and an independent team that is focused on the change, and they're not part of the other processes and the other projects. 
And then of course, as, as we mentioned multiple times, that executive buy-in that's both present and vocal and, um, you know, ready to embrace that change with the rest of the team. So that was, those are some of the big things I, I took away from that. How about you? What'd you, what'd you pick up from Jody? Well, of course, sharing the why stood out with me along with that. She made the point of sharing the what's in what what's in it for me, the with them. And everyone will have their personal view of that. So you really need to communicate that so strongly. She made that point. And adding on to what you said, all those things that you need to do, including the things I just mentioned, they help to avoid what she called uh, status quo regression. She mentioned it during the podcast, but she actually gave it a name after we wrapped up. So I just wanted to throw that out there, giving Jody credit for status quo regression. If you don't put change management into place, it's too easy to go back to the way things were. Nobody wants to go back to the way things were. Yeah, I know people do. As we close this week's episode of Tech Talks in 20, I want to thank everyone for listening, and I hope you were able to take something away from today's topic. Before we leave you, we wanted to remind you to be sure to take advantage of the resources listed below on Genesis.com. These expand on today's topic, and we'll leave you with some additional information. Also, be sure to click subscribe and get notified on previous and new episodes of the podcast, and feel free to share with colleagues and friends. Again, thank you for listening and stay tuned for the next episode of Tech Talks in 20. 